We've, um, it's great joy to have Steve preaching to us this morning. We, we've got him to preach this morning because we're not convinced of how much he'll be able to speak next week. So um, give him uh, a warm reception. He is going to come back many times, but it's a great pleasure. Go for it. Wow, it's great to be here. It's great to see you. Oh, thank, hi David. Thanks for that hello up on the balcony. It's great to see people up there. We've finally had the glass completed, so it's a, it's a lot safer up there now. Oh, and happy, but there's a happy birthday girl up there as well. Agnes, it's her birthday today. You can't see her, but it's her birthday. Happy birthday. What a precious woman of God she's becoming. Wonderful. Well, and it's nice to see your faces, and I'd forgotten how beautiful your voices are. I mean, some of you can't sing in tune like me, but it sounded so beautiful this morning, didn't it? As we were just able to sing out our praise to God. And as Dan already reminded us, we've still been worshipping. Uh, we've still been gathering, because worship's not just about our voice, and of course, but it is something about us being together and the corporate worship of God as we lifted our voices. It's been wonderful. Well, I've loved our sermon series over uh, the past few weeks as we've been looking at who it is uh, that we are as Jubilee Church and what God wants us to continue to grow in as his people. And we're going to conclude our series today. I'm going to give a little bit of a summary of what God's been teaching us. Um, and I do hope that you will be able to join us next week for our picnic together, bring some extra food to share with others. Uh, as we move later on in the month uh, to the city of Birmingham. Do you know, it's been so encouraging uh, to see and to, to know what God has been doing in the life of Jubilee over lockdown, but also in the last 15 years since Joe and I moved here to plant the church. And as I looked around again today, just the joy of seeing people who've come to know Jesus for themselves, who've grown in God, who are using those gifts. I remember Caroline when she couldn't even play the keyboard, and now she's playing the keyboard and singing and worshipping God. Isn't that beautiful? That God is raising up and releasing gifts. And I'm so excited I won't be with you at the lunch because I'll be too upset, the new people's lunch, because I'll be wanting to get to know you all. But people are going to be at a lunch today and you're very welcome if you're new to Jubilee because we need you as part of this church family, all the gifts, all the potential that you have with us and we're going to help you grow in your relationship with God and to help you be more effective in where God has placed you. Well, so far in our sermon series, we've been looked at that we are a family. And as Christians, we have been welcomed home into a new family. You know, we live in a culture often of individualism. You know, I get on with my life myself or just with my close network of friends or family. But in the church, we've chosen to serve and love one another, to find a place where we invite others in to join us as well. We're not exclusive. But we say, come on this mission together with us, whatever background you're from. And just because I've helped lead Jubilee for the last 15 years, I've not just been a kind of leader of a charity or an organization. I too have been part of this incredible family. Joe and I have been cared for. We've been loved. We've been supportive. 
We've sat down with people. We've had great laughs. We've also sat with people and had many tears, whether they've been our own tears or those of others. People have gone through terrible circumstances and situations. We've learned so much being in this incredible city that God had placed us in for this season. We've learned so much from what God is doing here and in this part of the world. And of course, we've made loads of mistakes. There's sometimes when I think back of the last 50 years, some of the things I've said or done, and it makes me cringe how God has grown and helped me in different ways, how to deal with different circumstances. But you've shown us grace and love. We've had meals cooked. <laughs> Our child babysat. Our garden helped being renovated. Finance given. We've been encouraged and we've been challenged <laughs> because we're a family. We love you all very much and we have felt so loved and supported. So we are a family. And we're a united family. You know, we live in a culture that thrives so much on division. But in Christ, we've been made one, the new man now in Christ. And we all have something to bring to this family. With all our diversity, it's something that we do not fear, but it's something that we celebrate and rejoice in. People from different backgrounds, different cultures leading us, helping us, encouraging us, strengthen us. We've begun to break the middle-class mould of leadership. Now we still have a way to go in all these areas. But our commitment is to release those from different backgrounds and nationalities and heritage to help lead us more in the season ahead. And we need to continue, therefore, to be intentional about our diversity. We're a peace-filled family. As we've lived through this COVID-19 pandemic and still continue to do so, often the world has been gripped with fear, hasn't it? And uncertainty. But as followers of Jesus, we're called not only to stay in peace, but live lives full of peace. Not to scaremonger, not to bring fear, but to bring life. And we do that as we abide, as we live in Christ. We know that true peace. And God doesn't want us to live in fear. And for some of us still, we need to step out of fear as Christians. Rightly so, as Dan's always reminded us and our team here, we want to keep people safe and that is so important. COVID is real. People are dying. People are infected. Lives are being dramatically affected by it, even as we prayed for South Africa. But as Christians, we can't live in fear. There are times when we need to step out of fear into what God has for us. Otherwise, we restrict what God is doing, how he wants to use us, particularly in this season of head when we need to push in to friendship, when we need to push into relationship, where we need to push in to community. We are a committed family. We've being added to God's people means we're part of this new promise, this new covenant. And this covenant does call for sacrifice and commitment. In a culture that's often self-seeking, we give ourselves to one another, to community, and to together becoming more like Jesus. 
I looked at We Are a Second Chance family just a few weeks ago. God has saved us by his grace. It's a free gift. And we live our lives each day in that grace. We're sustained by that grace and we will be glorified. We will one day be with Christ forever because of this incredible grace. And this truth causes us to be people who are quick to demonstrate the grace of God to those around us. Believing no matter what has happened in the past, God has a plan for each one of us. Do you know, I love it as a church, we don't seek everything to be polished and professional. We don't have a Sunday where we need to put on a performance. Because we're a family. We love one another. We can make mistakes. You're not written off when you fail. We have grace and love for one another. That's why I could be involved in the leadership of this church for the last 15 years. Because I make mistakes. I still fail. But we're a second chance family because God is a second chance God. As Hannah so powerfully reminded us, we are a holy family. You know, in a culture of compromise, we're called to live with deep convictions, knowing that life is found in following Jesus. And that's so different to the world around us, where it talks about freedom, but actually people are slaves to sin, are slaves to wrongdoing. God has set us apart And full of the Holy Spirit, we don't live under rules and guilt and shame, but we have lives full of joy. Also, we looked at we are a hope-filled family. In the society which lives for the moment, we have our eyes fixed on eternity. We understand that we're living in the kingdom of God, but we also await the return of Christ, the new heavens, the new earth. Even as we sung this morning, amazing grace. One day everything will cease, the sun will cease to shine, but we'll be in the very presence of Jesus, in the new heavens and the new earth. And we have expectation that God will break in, but we also understand we still live with the consequences of wrongdoing in our world. And we're a church that will keep looking to Jesus and his return. And then lastly, Mark helped us last week to look at, we're a generous family. In a world that's often very greedy, it's about myself and the wealth I can accumulate or my possessions. We choose to be a people who live generously, understanding that all we have is a gift from God to steward whether that's our finance or our time, our energy, all our resources we use ultimately to serve God, his church, and this city and the nations. In Jubilee, I love how people serve. They often go the extra mile. They are generous. We are a generous church. And in this next season, we need to continue to do that as we continue the mission of God that God has called you to this city and beyond. We need more help to welcome new people as you join our welcome teams. We need new people to be involved in our worship teams, our children's work, as we begin to re-establish that in the next season. We need people on board. Would you consider that in this next season? Don't just sit back, shirt back. Consider, actually, once a month, I'd like to serve on a Sunday and many opportunities during the week. We are a generous family. You know, we've been generous over the years. Have we 
planted at River City Church. Wasn't that tough as we sent some of our friends and people that we loved to another part of the city so they could preach the gospel there? But we were generous as we released them and as we released people to go to North Hull, we've been generous in our giving, in our prayers. And we're doing it again as Joe and I go to Birmingham. We've been generous to help us go. And that's keep the mission at the forefront of what we do here in Hull. We want to see many more areas, many more parts of the world affected with the gospel. We're going to keep on planting. We're going to keep on being missional. We're going to keep on being missional in our workplaces, in our communities. That's where we've got to go. It's not about us. It's about those who aren't yet part of our family. That's why we're a church. For those who don't yet are part of our family here. So this morning, we're just going to look at a few minutes, just as we conclude, at what it means to be this a gathered family. And there's just two verses I want us to look at. And there's three things I just want to draw out of these verses. It says this in Hebrews 10, 24 to 25. Verse 24, and it says, Let us be concerned about one another in order to promote love and good works, not staying away from gathering together as some do, but encouraging each other, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. I think we actually have a different version of the Bible there. This is just a the version that I really love. It's you know, the Bible obviously was written in, uh, the New Testament was written in Greek, so how we interpret it in English, that's why we have different translations. I just want to read this again. This is the translation that I love the best. And let us not be concerned, let us be concerned about one another in order to promote love and good works, not staying away from gathering together as some do, but encouraging each other, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So just three quick things before we gather together and break bread together. At Jubilee, what does it mean to be this family that is a gathered family? Well, first of all, it means this. We're committed to each other's well-being. It says, let us be concerned about one another. I want you just to turn to the person near to you and just say, I'm concerned about you. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Some of you sounded like a parent. I am concerned about you. No, 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 this isn't, no, no, no. It's not saying that. I am so concerned about you, you know. Have you ever said that? You know, naughty child off, I'm so concerned about you. Now, I want you to turn to a different neighbour in a minute. And in a caring, pastoral, counselling, Sue Wilson type of voice, say... I am concerned for you. So turn to a different neighbour and say that. I am concerned for you. (laughs) You know, that's so much better. So much better. I'm concerned about you. You know, just as we belong to Jesus, we belong to each other. And if we belong to each other, we look out for one another. A good family sticks together. And there's no greater family than the family of God. We are brothers and sisters in Jesus. And I know so many of you are so good at this, that you do show your concern. 
That's why we have our smaller groups, our growth groups, particularly where we can make sure we call one another, we help one another out, we serve one another. But here on a Sunday, that's what we're doing. We're concerned. Are you okay as you come in? Is it okay if you're sat there? We're concerned. We want to love people. We want to care for people. That's what the gathered community does. It's not isolation. It's community. It's serving and loving one another. The second thing at Jubilee is this. We are committed to love and good works. It says in order, this verse, to promote love and good works. We are responsible for each other. We are to bring positive impact to one another. We are to bring and demonstrate God's love. Every person is to work on each other until we look more like Jesus. That's God, why God places us in community, so that we become more like Jesus. We want to stir one another up to become more like our Saviour, Jesus. That's why we will challenge and help each one another to grow closer to Jesus. Commitment and good works are important to grow every friendship, every relationship. You know, no relationship goes very far or very deep without commitment. The depth of love is measured often by the depth of commitment. We want to be a church that's committed to one another that truly loves one another, that serves one another, that looks out for one another, that does good works to one another. And of course, we can do that because of the example that even our Saviour sets us. Romans 5, 8 says, But God demonstrated his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Even though we were opposed and set against God, Jesus demonstrate his love as enemies of God, that we, though we were far off, he still died for us. He gave everything. He laid down his life. The Bible calls us to lay down our lives now for one another. And we want to continue to be a church that acts, not just talks, not just has great sermons and we go away thinking that's nice. I've written a couple of things down. I'm going to note that. But puts things into action that brings effect to those around us and in our community, in our city and in the nations. And the last thing, thirdly, at Jubilee, is we are committed to the gathering to encourage one another. Verse 25 says, Not staying away from gathering together, as some do, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now, obviously, COVID hasn't helped us particularly in that regard. And of course, it was the right thing not to gather for a season in the way that we used to, but things are changing. Now, if you're not clinically vulnerable, you've been double jabbed, <laughs> excuses and not gathering have been reduced, I believe. It's so encouraging as I look upon these faces, look up in the balcony and down here. You know, you encourage me being here. I've been encouraged by hearing your voices. The Bible says we're to sing songs to one another, sing hymns and spiritual songs. You can't do that by yourself in your lounge, unless you've got somebody else there. But we need your voice. We need your encouragement. We need the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And it's so important as we gather together again. That's come expecting that God's going to speak to us and use us. We've been so used to just sitting in our seats that maybe we've forgotten there's a gift that God's stirring up in us. The Bible says to fan into flame the gift of God. Wasn't it wonderful the other day 
you know, for Margaret to hear Margaret's voice and a tongue come and an interpretation. Wonderful. It encourages us. That's why we're here for one another, to encourage one another, to use the gifts that God has for us. When you show up here together, when you show up in your growth group, when you hear in a Sunday, your presence encourages those around us. When you open up your mouth to sing, which we can do now, we sing encouragement to one another. We build one another up. We strengthen us. You know, when we take our offering, you know, we do our offering now, most of us by standing order, um, or you can give into the offering. But when we give to our offering into a bucket, it's not we're just simply giving away money. Rather, it is we are sharing what God has given us to help our community and to serve those around us. We go to growth group, we connect socially with others, not because only because at times we need it, but others need your encouragement, others need your strengthening, others need to be built up. Be in our corporate worship together. Come next week, give it a go, have a try. You can hide up in the balcony a bit further from anybody else, but come and be with us, present, so we can celebrate what God is doing together. We can celebrate victories. We can celebrate what God has given to others. Come so you can serve those around you with a a welcome, a kind word, a hug. I think we still have to do that outside. A prayer and the invitation to break bread together as we will do today. That's a corporate thing we do together. That is what family is. The famous theologian, John Piper, or was it Wayne Gruden? No, I think it was Winnie the Pooh. He said this, You can't stay in the corner of your forest waiting for others to come to you. You have to go to them sometimes. Let me say that again. It's a better quote than John Piper. You can't stay in your corner of the forest waiting for others to come to you. You have to go to them sometimes. And as family, that's what we do. We can't always be waiting for somebody to come to us because somebody's waiting for you to go to them as well. So we need to go to people. We need to reach out to people. We need to pick up the phone. We need to say, come out for a coffee. After church, you say, should we just go go and have lunch together if you're able to do that? Or let's have a chat. Let's meet somebody new. Let's go to somebody. Let's not wait for people always to come to us. Let's go to people. And as a family, we do that. We make the effort. We give the time. We turn up. Maybe you're in the pattern of thinking, well, it's quite nice to have a day off on a Sunday. You know, I'd rather go to the beach. Well, we are missing out. We, watching on the TV or computer is not the same. We need encouragers. Because you know what? Things aren't perfect here at Jubilee. There's no perfect church. Certainly not in Hull. I don't think there will ever be one in Birmingham either. So there's no need for murmuring and tearing down God's people. Each one of us has a responsibility to encourage those around us. We need to exhort each other to be part of what God is doing. Encourage each other with how good God is. And in fact, as it says, the closer we get to the return of Christ, the more important it is that we encourage one another. You know... There's going to be things in the world that are going to get worse and more difficult and more challenging before Jesus returns. And that would happen as Jesus said. And we need to be reminded that Jesus will come back. The Bible says to live in the expectation he's coming soon. We need to 
be reminded we have the hope of his return. As we break bread in a minute, that's partly what we do. We remember what Jesus has done on the cross. We remember he's given his sacrifice for us, that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. But part of the breaking of bread is to remind ourselves that we are one body together. And part of the breaking of bread is we break together. We will only break bread together till one day Jesus returns and we will be with him. We won't need to break bread together because the bread of life will be with us for all eternity. We look to his return. We're expectant of that. And we need to encourage one another with these words. We need to build one another up. I want to encourage us. Jubilee. Keep up the good work. Keep being this family. Jesus one day will return. Keep serving because Jesus is coming back. And he will reward us for our faithfulness. Let's just stand together as we pray. Jesus, we thank you for the family of God. We thank you for this family here today, those gathering online, those who will catch up later. We thank you for this family. Lord, we thank you we're not an organisation. We're not just a structure. We're not a membership, but we're a family together. And we pray we keep living out what it is to be family. Keep loving one another, encouraging one another, forgiving one another, serving one another, laying down our lives for one another. I thank you for the new people that you've added to this family over this past season. I pray particularly for those who are able to come to our lunch today. Lord, that you would bless them, that you would encourage them. Lord, that they're part of this family, that you've called them to be with us. And that you would bless them. And Lord, keep adding your gifts to us. Help us to keep serving one another, we pray. Amen.